Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands Adoring Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is episode six, and we're having a rocky start. I think it's the onions, mostly. Yeah, we've eaten onions the past four days. Yep. Our breaths are stank. There's nothing like a good old December onion. <laughs> Speaking of December onions, we'll start with... Uh, I don't even understand. The remake, the rematch, the rematch of uh, heavyweight boxing championship, Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz in Saudi Arabia. Joshua wins the rematch, um, and Ruiz proves that if you win the first time, and the story coming out of it is that the fat guy uh, was victorious, why not take your chances and be way, way fatter? Um, unfortunately, that strategy didn't work uh, for Andy Ruiz, who got picked apart by Joshua, who just decided to be super light and walk around and dance and box him and keep him away. Or at least uh, that's what happened during the eight rounds that I kind of watched and then kind of didn't pay attention to. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. I don't know. Hot take Billy said Joshua clearly won. He really, like, showed him. I don't know that I saw that, but eh. Billy knows. I don't. He kept his distance and he danced. Yeah. So More noteworthy than the freaking fight is the arena that was created. It was an outdoor arena in Saudi Arabia. So, so cool. That they built just for that fight. So cool. Pretty damn cool. The walkouts were cool. They had some little light exhibition thing going on. Oh, and then they had those four columns uh, kind of right behind each post in the boxing ring. And they had uh, graphics displayed on it. It looked pretty neato. It did, but then you tore down my positivity about that by saying, I'm sure that really like hinders the view for people who are actually there. True. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Thank God we weren't there. So. <laughs> um, let's go from boxing to UFC. So George asked... Um, in a previous episode, like, which fighter I was most excited to see. And I know I said Rose, but as soon as we finished recording, my I was so mad at myself for not seeing Brian Ortega. Because I'm, I'm so excited to see him. He's supposed to be fighting, is it December 27th? Um, I think so. And so I was super pumped to see him. And this week, he pulled out of the fight. Due to an injury, so undisclosed reasons. Well, no, it came out that he like tore something. Oh, did he? Which seems sort of like uh, that's it. But I don't know anything. So tearing is scary. Yeah, but he needed to come back. It's like it's time. But so he's not he's not making the top five. Obviously, who is making the top five so. is Frankie Edgar for stepping in. Um, so for that fight, the um, opponent was Korean Zombie and they're fighting in Korea. How awful would that be if he didn't get to fight in Korea? And so Frankie Edgar from Dirty Jurors is stepping in. So he makes top five for sure. Seaside Heights represent. Um, number three in our top five is UFC and MMA Twitter in general. Uh, it's a whole lot of fun. And the newest addition to the fucking cesspool that is Twitter is our <laughs> Holding Hands and Throwing Fists official Twitter. Which is basically me just scrolling instead of actually watching the live fights um, and checking stuff out. 
Uh, one of the cool guys on Twitter that we follow is Dustin the Diamond Poirier. He had a super awesome tweet the other day where someone asked him what he would do differently if he fought Khabib again. And he, he always says funny shit like uh, this response where he goes, poke him in the eye. <laughs> That's a good fight tip. That's a really good fight tip. I had all sorts of other fun stuff pulled up on Twitter, but it seems like the whole thing with Twitter is that it just refreshes and then you lose all the cool stuff. Um, that's why I'm going to start liking things. So if you like, if you get a like from holding hands and throwing fists, that's just because I'm trying to save that shit to talk about, talk some shit about it later. Well, he opened up Dustin's Twitter on the computer that I'm allowed to use. Um, She's using desktop Twitter files. <laughs> and... This is so not funny, but I don't know why I think this is so funny. And now I have to share it because I'm a jerk. Is he tweeted, had a long day. (laughs) This is not a joke. I'm not, I don't know why I'm laughing. Not only did I have to bury my grandfather today, but the hearse wrecked into my parked car in the parking lot. Was that one of the tweets you wanted to share? (laughs) Yeah, because he does have that. Uh, that's really bad. I want to say it's it's a sense of humor, but it is. He, he's, he is really funny. Uh, like, <laughs> the previous tweet to that is somebody asked him, what's your favorite punch? <laughs> to which he replied, Hawaiian. <laughs> so good. Uh, good. Are you good with your... Was there anyone else on Twitter who was good? Let's see what else is good. Uh, one was some rando was talking about how he's picking Alexander Volkanovsky, who's fighting this Saturday. We'll get to... Uh, uh, picking his fight later, but uh, someone said he's picking him to win over Max Holloway because he used to be, and I didn't know this until I saw this tweet, and then I further investigated, found out that it's true that he used to be a rugby player and he used to weigh like 220 pounds, and now he's fighting for the 145 pound belt. So saying just because his hands are so fucking used to being so big and so heavy, um, he's picking him, which I thought was an interesting learning from Twitter. Yeah. And then your boy Luke Thomas. Uh, what did he say? Tell me what he said. He said that he was at a boxing event on Saturday, not an MMA event. And he said the lack of woos in the audience was extremely refreshing. Oh, my gosh. We'll get to that. Nothing worse. There's nothing worse. American audiences do better, dude. Do fucking better than just screaming woo in the background. If you're going to be annoying, at least be original. And don't steal it from the Australians. If you're gonna woo and you're not Ric Flair, I don't want to fucking hear it. Next on top five. Yeah. Um, one of the three title fights that are happening this weekend at uh, UFC 245. I think it's worth talking about. the The other two title fights are exciting, and yeah, yeah, we'll preview them a little bit. But um, one of the title fights is Amanda Nunez, who we call Nuni for no reason. Why do we call her Nuni? Because she's the fucking best and she deserves a pet name. She does. Um, versus Jermaine Durandamy. Um, worth talking about Amanda. She's the current champ, so um, one, we're rooting for her. But what's super cool about her, she's a freaking, obviously female fighter, if you couldn't tell by the name Amanda. She's a double champ. She is the first openly gay champ Mm -hmm. um her wife is also a ufc fighter which is really cool so they're usually in one another's corners and um amanda has already beaten durandamy so should be a walk in the park 
Hopefully, let's see. I don't know. Jermaine actually looked really good, I think, in our last fight against Aspen Ladd, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, Nuni is the best. She freaking knocked out Ronda Rousey, obviously, beat her, ended her career, and also uh, knocked the fuck out uh, Chris Cyborg, too. Remember that? That was. Yeah. Uh, that was. Was that over the summer? Whenever that was. Whatever. That was super exciting. So, we're a team Nooney, always. Always. Uh, Jermaine Durandamy uh, fought in one of the worst title fights of all time against Holly Holm. And that um, is super near and dear to my heart because that's when I saw the most boringest card of all time <laughs> at Barclays Center with the flu with my brother. Um, so, that's when we saw Jermaine Durandamy punch Holly Holm twice after the bell in two different rounds. But, Whatever. I, I, I kind of forgave her for it. I do not forgive cheaters, so fuck her. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, what do we got? Round out the top five with UFC DC. UFC DC. Cool. UFC DC was actually a really fun event, I think. If well. you could summarize it in two words, what would you say? I'd probably say dick kick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but why? why? Tell the listeners in case they have, haven't seen your obnoxious Twitter posts. And I think you put it on Instagram too. Yeah. That just says dick kick. I want a t-shirt. In a sporty font, everyone. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> it's varsity. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Stefan Struve came out of retirement to come to come back to fight Ben Rothwell and get dick kicked twice. Now, normally, and lose. I, and lose, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> People get kicked in the dick fairly often, but rarely do they get dick kicked. Uh, ben Rothwell unintentionally dick kicked him, but he dick kicked him instead of just kicked his dick. Struve twice. is also like 8,000 feet tall. Yeah. So I tried to... She said, fee fi fo fo. Yeah. Kick my dick. Kick my dick. <laughs> And then he was he was riding on the ground. Actually, I, I think we have some live audio. I might cut it in here, uh, and put it in to hear our reactions. But it was it was it was pretty crappy. And then he uh, the rules are that you have five minutes to recover. So he basically took almost a full five minutes twice. So the crowd uh, was pretty interesting during that. And then unfortunately, uh, after the the second time he came back. Uh, the, the ref, Dan Mergliata, was like, he kind of talked to him through. He's like, hey, man, yeah. you know, you're kind of up on rounds. There's only 40 I seconds know. That's in like, this round. I do not think he would have continued You don't want to get a no Dan contest, man. You don't want to get a no that. contest. He's like, come on, get up. You could do this. And guess what happened when he got up and did this? Got knocked out. Got knocked out. TKO'd. So. Bummer. Super bummer. Stefan Struve, you're still my hero. Um, but... You think that the last thing you want happen to you is dick kick. Really, the last thing you want happen to you is what happened to Alistair Overeem. Woof. Main event. We, I think you hopefully remember we were totally rooting for Overeem. Um, not that we didn't like Rosenstruck, but Overeem's an OG. Such a nice guy. He's a legend. He is a legend. He was winning this five-round fight. It was five rounds? Five rounds. It was at the end of the fifth round. Yeah, which is also one of our hot takes uh, for MMA. If it's a non-championship main main event, it shouldn't be five rounds, man. Unnecessary. It makes no sense. 
Five rounds. So five like, rounds is totally different fight than three. But we digress because we're gonna fall totally down the rabbit digress. hole hard on that. So. Overeem is clearly winning. Actually, a really awesome fight. We're enjoying it. We're seeing more of Rosenstruck. Who who did he just beat like so quickly too? I can't. We can't remember. Yeah, we could look that up, but so could you. Uh, and right in the last millisecond, four seconds, Rosenstruck hits him. Not even. Not even. Looking clean, it, dis- it doesn't even look like there was really no, anything special. special. And he tore Overeem's face apart from his the bottom of his top lip up to his nostril, oh just split open. It it looked like his face was cut seen. in half. It, it wasn't actually, even a cut. It didn't even look like a cut. It looked like a freaking. Like a bomb exploded in his face. I didn't even look immediately because George was like, don't look, you don't want to see this. And no. I was like, I definitely don't want to see I know, this. I know, but I'm trying to pull it up for you now so you can see it. Well, no, <laughs> then I looked at it after because, you know, then I wasn't a big scary pants. But um, definitely memorable moment of UFC. Get DC. better, Overeem. You're one of my favorites, man. No, we kind of started off, it seems like a little negative. What? For UFC DC. Dick kick. Faces being mauled. Yeah. Let's go to a, a ray of sunshine. Uh, <laughs> absent, Aspen Lad, or Absent Lad, if you want to change your name completely. Uh, <clears throat> Brendan Shop. <laughs> Aspen Lad should not be able to fight at whatever weight class she's fighting at. She fucking looks like shit every time she's she weighs in. Google every single time. Aspen Lad weight cut, and she is like. She, every single time she needs to get what do you call it like the hoop yes. it's like a hoop with a curtain on it so you can't so you could weigh in completely naked so uh, that means that you're really struggling to actually make the weight uh, so you need to take off your fucking uh, your your underwear because you need that extra .4 pounds that your underwear is or whatever um, so she looks like death all the time she's she looks like she's not even in control of her motor functions she is the <laughs> fighter who, who during Jermaine Durant to me beat to get to the championship or to the title fight but yes Aspen Ladd is also the fighter who won so we can talk as much shit as we want about how she looks for weigh-ins she looked great during the fight yeah but it's not healthy, and even though fighting is not healthy enough, but she needs to move up a weight class. That's not even the point, because she wasn't really clearly winning the fight. But in between the second and the third round, her corner gave her this super motivational speech. Uh, babe, do you, do you have the quote handy? No, I don't. Hold on, let me pull it up. It went something like, punch her in the fucking face. She does not like that. Go out and punch her in the fucking face, and don't stop. <laughs> And she came out, the off round the started. Straight off the stool. And she punched her in the face. And didn't stop. And didn't stop. And she won the fight. So congratulations to Aspen Ladd. Yeah. Uh, final bit of UFC DC um, recap. I just, I want to say the crowd was really awesome. We have been to fights before and more often than not, I'm a little bummed. Um, people are so quick to boo and be jerks. But then when it's time to cheer or just like acknowledge a good fight or whatever it is, just 
there's something about the New York crowd that just is not not so fun. Sorry, New York, um, but you can't do better. But the crowd in UFC DC seemed so into every single fight. They were aware of what was going on. It wasn't just waiting for the the main events. So, shout out to DC crowd. Um, I'm trying to see if I could pull this up, but there are definitely some narratives coming out of UFC DC that the crowd was fucking terrible. No way! Yeah. So, I'd like to... Who? 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 I, who I like who is saying takes. this? Well, but I'll, I'll try to find it later and I'll observe it. <laughs> who? I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. remember it. I gotta check. Alright. So... I just made that shit up for entertainment. You would. You would. Yeah, you would. Alright, let's go. De Leone. Yes. Uh, de Pame. We got a preview real quick. UFC 245 in Vegas. Pay-per-view card. Three title fights. What? Super stacked. Forget three title fights. Do you see this? Yeah, there's yeah, there's so many fights that you... So many awesome fights that you forget what's on there. So we're going to... In the spirit of our first episode ever, now that we're on episode six... Uh, we're going to have Anna pick her losers. Right. Why not? Um, I'm not going to go all the way to early prelims. Well, actually, I did this for the last pay-per-view card. So this is fair. I only do it for pay-per-view cards. Of course. And I did so well last time, so this is certainly something we should continue doing. Dude. Um, who would you pick to lose in Jeff Neal versus Platinum Mike Perry? Jeff Neal. You know my loyalties lie with Platinum Perry. All day. That's right. So, He's a treasure, and we need to protect him. He is a treasure. He's a platinum treasure. You know for... I'm going to say Pitra Yawn versus Uriah Faber. Faber, you're going to lose. Yeah. Marlon Marais versus Jose Aldo. This one's hard. I'm going to lose because... Somebody I'm going to want to win is going to lose. I know. This is sad. Uh, sorry. Aldo, you're going to lose. Cool. Nooney versus the cheater, Jermaine. Jermaine, you lose. Scram. Next. Do you want to give a little... Uh, a little bit of something about this fight? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep this under 20 minutes. So, Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I gotta say, even though I really do like him, I think Volkanovsky is going to lose because I can't bear to watch Max lose. Yeah, I'm with that. Either... I, Even though Volkanovski's... I can see him pulling it off. And either one yeah. would be happy with Both good guys. But Volkanovski, I gotta say, you're gonna lose because you have to pick something. Yeah. Main event, Kamaro Usman versus Colby Covington. Uh, you have to know Colby Covington. Even my mom knew in August... That which was his last fight, my mom knew this because she knew that President Trump was going to his fight. And I don't think the president ended up going to nah. the fight, but his sons did or something, whatever. Um, and he's always the guy in his red MAGA hat and being obnoxious. So I'm going to go with I want him to lose cool. and leave it at that. We thank you all very much for putting up with our bullshit. Uh... And that's it. Yeah. Love you guys. This episode was brought to you by Billy Christopher. Happy birthday, man.